All right, I am late. My apologies, but because of that, you you get this this interesting shot of me walking, and you get to see my ceiling. Because who doesn't want that? All right, here we go. Phone going in the tripod. Boom. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Thursday, January 30th, 2020. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Let's just say sometimes morning routines take more time than others, and we'll leave it at that. Oh, thanks for joining me. It is cold. It was minus one when I woke up a few minutes ago, and I doubt it's warmed up that much since. Oh, I don't know. Excuse me, I'm not sure what the weather is supposed to get to today, but we'll find out soon enough. That's the thing about the weather, it's uh, can't really hide from it. So, I hope you had a good Wednesday. I had a good Wednesday. Uh, second day in a row, went right from first cup to my desk through a ton of work and admittedly some work I didn't want to do um, you know here's here's the thing about doing finance doing book work bookkeeping work it's not that fun when there isn't much money <laughs> when there's money it's like oh cool there's money let's figure out what to do with it when there isn't money and you're like oh where are we gonna find it that's less fun But it has to be done, because you have to know where you are so you can figure out where you're going. And, uh... I think I know where I'm going. And it might require changes, and I, I don't know what those are, and it's all way too early, but... The consulting work is really starting to take off. I mean, I've, I've got... People starting to come to me... Asking for my help, and... and Referrals are taking up, and is it what I want to do? No. But I'll do whatever I have to do for Whistlekick. And if this is what I have to do to make Whistlekick work, I'll do it. I have no problem doing it. If I've got to sacrifice sleep, if I've got to sacrifice my health, I mean, I'll do all these things for Whistlekick. It's too important not to. Uh, what else was yesterday? Recorded a Thursday episode, put up a blog post at Patreon. If you want to check that out, patreon.com slash whistlekick. You gotta be a contributor though. Um, sent off a bunch of sparring gear to Amazon. At least we prepared to. Did all the back end stuff. Stacy says, don't be sacrificing your health without you. There is no whistle kick. Um, maybe professionally. But I think we've done enough stuff that there are some things that would continue. I don't know. Now, admittedly, 
my health is probably the last thing that I would let go, but if I had to choose, yeah. I don't think I'll have to. <sighs> I mean, what is health? Health is movement and exercise. It's good food and it's sleep. And I have found that I mean, sleep's not a problem. I find ways to sleep. Food is probably the last thing I would ever sacrifice financially. Good food. I don't just mean like wasteful, excessive food, but I mean quality food. I'm pretty lucky the way I eat doesn't cost very much money. And then movement, just, just the nature of my life. I move a fair amount. You know the best cheap meal? It's rice and frozen vegetables and some kind of protein. I mean, for me, that's, you know, some eggs. For you, that could be, you know, chicken or whatever. But if you make up a few days at a time, I mean, you can eat for. bucks a day. Pretty healthy. Maybe less. That's pretty darn cheap. People say it costs too much money to eat healthy. What they're saying is it costs too much money and I don't want to spend the time preparing food. Really the only two resources that we have are time and money. Money, to a certain degree, is a store of time. But that's all kinds of really nerdy philosophy that we're not going to dig into. I know we got some questions, so let's answer them. If you want to ask a question, drop it below, and I'll answer it tomorrow. Let's see if they showed up on YouTube today. I want to I want to shout out and thank Frank for accommodating YouTube's silliness and sending me the questions by YouTube, which is ideal because everyone can see them, uh, as well as via Facebook and email. There we go. Yay, here they go. Here we are. All right. What is the difference between aerobic and anaerobic? So this is a, a broad split that we would think about in type, terms of the type of exercise or, or um, if we want to be really geeky about it, metabolic pathways. Um, and it just has to do with heart rate and the way the body is processing energy. Um, usually when people talk about aerobic versus anaerobic, we would think about aerobic as something um, longer, um, well, talking aerobic versus anaerobic we're usually talking the older definition um, because there are more there's more than one sorry there are more than two metabolic pathways we've got aerobic and, and a handful of others and, and I've read some stuff speculated that there are even more than the three that we know of right now so aerobic would be 
your heart rate getting up to a certain level. Anaerobic would be movement that is below that certain level. And there was some kind of goofy science at one point saying, you know, you want to keep your heart in this target heart rate. And, um, Orange Theory actually bases all their classes around this stuff, and that, that's pretty much been debunked. Um, there's really not a ton of value in doing that. Uh, but it gives some people something to, to pay attention to when they're exercising, so it can work uh, in that way. The easiest way to think about aerobic versus anaerobic. If I go running, it's aerobic. If I'm lifting weights, if I'm resting in between and everything, it's generally anaerobic. Uh, you can lift weights with, uh, as, with enough intensity and a little rest time that it becomes aerobic, and that's generally what happens in CrossFit. But it is important to have, I mean, if we're going to look at that as the delineation, it's important to have movement in both of those ways. And if you think about it in terms of a martial arts class, there are things that we do where it's really intense. Sparring is probably the best example. And you're going hard, you're going fast, and your heart rate's jacked up, and you're breathing heavy. Oh, oh, oh. And then you've got other things where, you know, you're doing push-ups or really deep stances and your legs are shaking. You know, that's, that's anaerobic. One thing I like about Taekwondo and Karate is the emphasis on balance, yin and yang. If that concept is not as prevalent in someone's martial art, how could they integrate that into one's martial arts journey? I would suggest that it's there, even if it's not discussed. It's there in everything. It, the reason that it is a core philosophy in so many martial arts and in cultures is because you can't get away from it. And I'm sure you're familiar with the picture of the, the yin-yang, or yin-yang, as some people call it. And I think the piece that people forget, you know, we look at the, the balance of hard and soft, black and white. And it's the idea of these, these opposites that are there for balance. But the piece that people tend to neglect when they think about it is that there is a little bit of soft in hard. There's a little bit of hard in soft. And you can interpretate it, interpretate, there's a new word, you can interpret that in a lot of different ways. And it could be as simple as you're better able to go hard if you understand what soft is. You know, they're, 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 contrast is important. But let's take, let's take something that doesn't typically have soft, boxing. Right, if we think about American Western boxing, it's hard. You're throwing hard punches. You're covering up to take hard punches. Where are you being soft? Well, sometimes you're soft in training. Sometimes you're soft in your footwork. Sometimes soft is a relative term. 
doesn't necessarily mean it's extreme. But here's a good example. Let's say you're in a, any kind of a match, boxing, karate, whatever. And it could even be something with a friend. It could be, you know, a reasonably low level of intensity. What happens if you come out the gate and you're at 100? How long does that last? Not very long. For most people, 15 to 20 seconds because of certain metabolic pathways. Well, there's an automatic correction after that. Your body forces you to slow down. You can't help it. You can't go at that high intensity level that long. I see that as nature forcing you to be softer. So let's say you see the concept now and you understand it and you're, you're willing to incorporate it. How do you incorporate that? Let's say um, let's let's take a different martial art that's typically thought of as being exclusively hard, something like Krav Maga. I'm aware that when I say something and then I drink out of the cup, it, it punctuates it, and it's not always uh, doesn't always warrant being punctuated, like saying Krav Maga and taking a break to take a sip of coffee. There, there's no, uh, there's no intention there for that. But let's say Krav Maga. Let's say you're training Krav Maga, or probably easier to think of it, you're a Krav Maga instructor. Most of the drills that I've experienced have been very intense, very high energy, lots of power, and designed to help you defend yourself or build fitness. If you're teaching someone technique, let's say you're teaching someone, you know, a side elbow, you're going to teach it to them slow first. You're going to make sure their technique is good. Having them hit something softly to make sure that there is, that the technique is good and that they're not going to hurt themselves. Because, yeah, as, as great as elbows are, you could still hurt yourself if you do it wrong. So making sure that that's working right before they progress up to doing it hard. So there's the soft. It's, it's there. It's always there. And, yeah, people tend to prefer one versus the other. I mean, the cliche around Tai Chi is that it's always soft and it's never used hard. And nobody actually knows the combat behind Tai Chi. Well, we know that there are people who do, and, and we've seen that. And that's a much more balanced uh, approach to training, right? You've got to find the soft, you've got to find the hard, and you're going to have the most benefit when you spend time training on whichever end of that spectrum is not as natural for you. And depending on the day and my mood and what I'm doing, that affects where I want to be. I don't, I don't really know Tai Chi, but I will do certain movements around the house slowly uh, as stretches, as, you know, what, my, what, would, what would karate look like if it was done as Tai Chi, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and reminded 
now as I say that, if you don't follow Simon Schur, Master Simon Schur, he's been on the show, great friend of the show, uh, friend personally, really nice guy. He's put up a few videos lately of him doing Taekwondo as ballet, which are hysterical. So go find him, check him out. He's a cool dude. It has been said, timing is everything. What do you think? Timing is almost everything. If we think about it in terms of martial arts, the time that you, the timing at which you learn certain techniques matters. If you teach someone how to do a jump spinning any kind of kick before they've learned how to do a front kick or a side kick, probably not a good idea. If you're an instructor and you start a class without any kind of warm up, probably not a good idea. If you're sparring, the timing of your techniques with your partners or opponents matters a lot and of course it matters in life in fact that's one of the things when I look at what I've done professionally I tend to be a little early on things back when I had the IT company we rolled out put a ton of time into a subscription based computer repair model It was a year before I saw anybody else do that. And people couldn't wrap their brain around it. Now everything's subscription-based. If I put that out now, probably would go pretty well. Who knows, maybe I'll get the chance to do that again. I don't know that I want to. But it's not always about what you want. That word timing can have so many different meanings. It can be order of operations, or it could be how certain things fit in with other things that you don't have control over. If you've ever watched double dutch jump rope right where two ropes going and people have to time it and, and you see them and you see them and, and it only works when the ropes are moving at a, at a constant speed and they and they get the timing right and then they jump it and they're going and they're going and they're going that's the best illustration of timing i can think of because you have to see it and you have to understand it and you have to find how you fit into it and adjust to it. What if, what if it's too fast? Well, maybe you can slow it down, maybe not. Maybe you can speed it up, maybe not. But the timing's there whether you like it or not. And the timing is there for everything. How do you and what you do 
fit in to everything else going on. The timing of when you leave your house to go to work, assuming you leave your house. The more I'm talking about this, the more I'm thinking that timing is everything. But I, I don't know that we have a huge amount of control over it. I think I'm gonna have to think about this one. In fact, let's make that the homework. I want you to think about that too. Timing, how does timing, how does timing impact your life and how much of it do you have control over? If timing is your ability to relate to or engage with other things around you, things that you probably don't have control over, how much does that change the outcome? Stacy says that's a good Thursday episode. Or maybe she's suggesting that it is Thursday and I should tell you about the Thursday episode. <laughs> Which would make more sense because it's Thursday. Thank you for the reminder. It's good because I don't know that I can turn this into a good Thursday episode. Oh, this is a fun one. Okay. Is it really that long? Was it really 30 minutes? Um, maybe. All right. Oh, 38 minutes ago. No, it's a 30 minute video. I don't know. Um, so here's, here's what happened. Uh, if you remember, if you go back, um, watched a couple movies and talked about them with Mr. Josh Blum of the 13th Hour podcast. He's a good dude, and he loves movies, and he's gotten me to watch some movies that I haven't watched. And the first one that we did was 36 Chamber of Shaolin, and then the second one was Ong Bak, which actually I talked about Ong Bak, what was it, yesterday, the other day? Talked about Muay Thai and Muay Ron. Um, is it snowing? I think it's snowing. Well, we tried something new, and I have no idea how this is gonna go, but I'm always up for experimenting. So here's what we did. We critiqued, in real time, a fight scene. We took a fight scene from an old Jackie Chan film where he is fighting Benny the Jet or Kidez. It's on YouTube, you can find it. We linked to it from, um, from the show notes page. It was like at martialartsradio.com. But if you look at your podcast app, you should see the show notes in there as well. And so you can load up that video and you can play the podcast in the background and match it up. We give you, you know, a three, two, one. And we slow the video down to half speed so we can talk about it and talk about movements. And it was a lot of fun. It was actually more challenging than I thought it would be. But the question is, do people like this? Let's find out. So go check that out and let me know what you think. Let me know if that's worth repeating. And we'll do it again. And if it's not, and Josh and I will find another way to collaborate because I like working with him. All right. Threw a lot at you today. I already gave you your homework, 
So if you're sticking around, thank you. But your other homework is to go check out that podcast episode and, and tell me what you think about doing that with the video. Because honestly, it really doesn't stand without the video. There's not, there's not much value in just listening to it. So that might drive some people nuts. Arr. All right. Things to, th things to know and think and do. Uh, whistlekick.com. First cup 15 gets you 15% off. Patreon.com slash whistlekick. Maybe you'll help us in that way. Uh, the Patreon is slowly growing. And that's cool to see because that inspires me to do more content. Stacy says bonus points. Bonus points. Uh, what else? If you want to ask a question, drop it below. I'll answer it tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. And if you want to reach out, Jeremy at whistlekick.com. I hope you have a good day. You got a bunch of homework. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Take care. Peace.